0: How's it guys, it's Amara Gata and you're listening to My Futile Optimism. I hope that you have had a beautiful weekend and more specifically, I hope that you have had or are having a wonderful February. I'm so glad that this month is speeding by because hopefully the rest of the year will follow suit and just be over and then we can just start again in 2023. I know that that is very, very much wishful thinking, but you never know. I wish it was possible because, oh, I just feel like the year is only a few weeks in and I really feel behind on everything, which is really not a nice space to be in. But yeah, I'm imagining that everyone else is also feeling a similar way. And if you aren't feeling that way, then tell us what you did so that we can follow suit because... Yeah, we need some guidance. Anyway, I know that normally the beginning of a year is basically the signal to start living a new life and to make better habits. And one that consistently I've heard come up is about, you know, losing weight or at least getting healthier, being fitter, um, getting into shape. You know, however, however people phrase it, I guess the underlying premise is generally referring to health, although I know that sometimes, you know, there is a goal to just lose weight at any cost and the intention is solely about losing weight. And I mean, often that's linked to being prejudiced against because of your weight or just feeling like absolute crap because, you know, you are weighing a little bit more than other people think you should be weighing. But I guess we've made it to 2022, which means that we should be mature enough to understand the difference between, you know, wanting to lose weight just to please other people or to avoid being bullied or to avoid being ostracized versus genuinely wanting to be healthier because you would like to live a good life. And I think I'm finally now at the second part, which is just having that intention of wanting to be a fit and healthy human being. And I mean, I've had like a really up and down journey with with my weight and that refers to my weight fluctuating. So there's periods in my life where if I think back or if I look at photos, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see these few months. I was very much overweight. And then I can look back at other times and be like, oh, okay, I didn't actually realize that I was looking really healthy at this moment in my life. So that's changed quite a lot over the years. But I think my relationship with my body has changed so much. And now I feel like I finally understand the importance of being healthy as opposed to just wanting to look nice because, you know, you want to impress someone even if that someone is yourself, that's fine. There's no no problem with that at all. But yeah, I guess the, the intention is important for me because I just could never really figure out why I was never able to, you know, successfully keep my weight at a healthy level. And I think it's because my intention was never really about being healthy. It was about wanting to look a certain way or at least wanting to feel a certain way in certain clothes. And, I mean, I'm hoping that's the reason, because I feel like that reason has changed. So if that was the actual cause of my very erratic path with my weight, then hopefully I would have figured it out, and I can actually be on a healthy trajectory. So I'm hoping that that was the truth, and I'm not just making it up because it sounds, you know, easy to explain everything. But I feel different this time, because Okay, no wait, let me actually just start from the beginning because I'm starting like in the middle of a story and I'm making it difficult to follow even for myself and I know the story, so imagine. So what is currently going on is that I have decided that I will be better at eating, well at caring about what I eat, so instead of just eating whatever I feel like, without any like acknowledgement at all, and that I will also exercise more consistently and do specific exercises that are good for my body and my specific needs. And yeah, that I will just keep making sure that everything with me is physically, at least, at a very healthy level. So you might be confused as to how I got this to this point. It was not a New Year's epiphany. To be honest, when you come from a brown household... Over the years, you will genuinely just hear people tell stories about how high their cholesterol is. You would probably make a list of people who do not have diabetes in your family because it will definitely be shorter than the list of people who do have it. And you will almost kind of expect that at some stage, it will come for you. And, you know, so will all of these other health issues and health concerns. High blood pressure, pretty much a given. And, yeah, I mean, you expect, I guess, to have a specific kind of shaped tummy. And that shape is, of course, a very round, bouncy circle. And, I don't know, no one really ever changes that perception. It's just kind of the norm. At least it has been so far in my experience. And that, for me, is really scary I think to see people that you love and you care about and know that, you know, this person wasn't doing the best things for their body when they were much younger. And now when they're 60, 70, 80, 90, they have pretty much no choice except to just wait to die because they can't undo anything that they did when they were in their 20s and 30s. So that thought is really scary. But the amount of like heart attacks and stuff that I've at least been made aware of over the past few years, it's just too much that I can't just pretend like it's not a thing that's happening. And I also can't pretend like it's not something that I'm scared of because firstly, I have witnessed one human being have a heart attack. And I mean, not even like witnessed properly, like I just happened to be at the hospital one day and I was in one of the corridors and the paramedics had to like wheel in a patient and they just happened to walk past me and I could see that the patient was having a heart attack and that was terrifying that was so 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 scary that whole feeling of like you can almost see the panic in this person's body because they don't know if they're gonna survive and that is really not a nice space to be in because you could see like the lack of control and you could see Just the sheer desperation. So that that kind of image has stayed in my head for a very long time. But apart from just seeing it in this one human being who I don't know, I have a lot of family members who have had heart attacks. Some of them multiple. Some of them, their first one was fatal. So yeah, it's like something that happens enough where it's not noteworthy, but it's something that's really terrifying where we have to make it noteworthy again because can't just be a given that one day you'll have a heart attack. Okay, maybe you are confused because your entire life has revolved around different gym sessions and running for fun and enjoying fruit over fried things any day. And if you are that type of person, then the chances are you are not a brown person. And that's fine, but welcome to our world where we pretty much eat anything And at least remaining, like, healthy is not really a priority. Oof, at least it was not ever in my upbringing. And now it's kind of given me some very bad habits because I really do like junk food. Like, it's not even offensive if you call it junk food. It's not going to put me off. I remember watching Super Size Me in high school and... The main thing that I took away from that entire show was not that I should avoid food like McDonald's, but that the expression of happiness and pure joy on someone who is eating McDonald's is something that all of us should strive for every single day, and therefore we should all eat McDonald's every single day. That was the life lesson that I got from Super Size Me. I was not deterred by all of the discussions about his cholesterol and how bad it was for him. And I know that there have been some reports that came out after the video that was like this whole thing was fake and they lied about the numbers and that's fine. I don't really care because I never cared about the numbers. All I cared about was how amazing a cheeseburger from McDonald's looked in the video. And ever since then, every single time I eat anything from McDonald's, I think about that guy. Because I just hope, well I just know actually, that my face is as happy as his was. Now I know wanting McDonald's is not the epitome of unhealthiness, but when you couple that with the fact that pretty much everything we eat in an Indian household is made with some sort of ghee, and that there's pretty much always dessert just in case, you start to understand the patterns that we form. And if you bring up running as a hobby, you will get laughed at, often by me. And that is pretty much Yeah, the extent of our exercise is making fun of other people who do exercise. So it's a really great environment to grow up in (laughs) until you start noticing that pretty much everyone around you has or will have a heart attack at some stage. Now I'm just going to say this because I know people like to pretend sometimes, but I'm not in the business of lying. Let us just be honest that food that is unhealthy meaning it has a lot of oil, has a lot of sugar, has a lot of butter, any of those things, food that's fried, they taste amazing. You cannot even lie about this. This is also maybe why I was just like not interested in ever being healthy because I knew that people who were healthy were lying about the way that unhealthy food tastes and therefore I just could not trust them because I'm like, what sort of cult are you in? Were you telling me that a deep fried Oreo does not taste like actual heaven? You know, the the, the amount of lying that you are doing is just not a good advert for health. So whatever. My brand of health involves admitting that unhealthy food is just always going to taste better and that's okay. That is fine. Not all healthy food tastes bad, but all unhealthy food tastes better. That's just the law. I don't make the law. That is the way the world works. So my solution is to just stuff my face with as much healthy stuff to the point where I forget how amazing unhealthy stuff tastes. And I will probably not listen to this episode because if I hear myself describe unhealthy things, I feel like I'll just start eating them again. So I, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I will try and make healthy food as nice as possible, but I know that it will never be as good and that's okay I have probably had enough unhealthy food for probably everyone that listens to this podcast, so you are welcome. Now, if I had to describe my weight journey, it would be that I've never actually been fully happy or satisfied with my body, and yet when I look at pictures from years ago, I always end up wishing that I looked like that today no matter when this happens, which is really sad if you think about it. And I guess I'm tired of feeling that way. I'm tired of idealizing the past because I need to remember that at some stage, I was not even happy at that point, which tells me that it's not really about, you know, how I look, that there's a bigger issue here. There's a bigger problem and that has to, to do with my actual relationship with my weight and with my body and with how I look and my appearance. So I guess there's a lot more work that has to be done instead of just saying no when I feel right that is when I'll be, you know, at the right weight or that's when I'll be healthy. I guess you have to actively work at acknowledging that okay, cool, there's parts of me that I really love and there's parts of me that are very functional and really that work well, and there's other parts of me that I could really fix, and that I could really work on, and that I could really tone, and that's what I'm trying to do now, that that type of mindset is what I'm trying to adopt, which is really not easy, I'm making it sound very simple, but it's it's not always easy, there are days when it's just really difficult, and everything feels useless, and there's pretty much no point, because we're all going to die anyway, so we might as well just get KFC dunk wings, but most days you know, it does feel different. That mindset shift does kind of permeate in a good way. And I mean, that's exciting. Hopefully it will yield some really good results. And I guess it's also about just knowing that there's more that your body can do and that you need to get it to a space where you can do that. So I want to be able to hike up a really pretty mountain and not die halfway, I would like to be able to go for like a 10 kilometer run or jog or walk even and not be like heaving and rolling over. I, yeah, would just really like to see how it feels to not have my lungs absolutely burst every single time I try to exercise. That would be a wonderful feeling, I imagine. I don't know from experience, but hopefully I will know at some stage. Now, okay, you might be wondering what was the catalyst to change this thought pattern. What was, what happened that suddenly I have this newfound desire for health and fitness? I recently weighed myself at the gym, with those like fancy machines that give you like a whole lot of detail about your body that you never knew existed? For example, did you know that you can figure out, well, I lie, you can't figure it out, but the smart scales can figure out the weight of your bones? As in, if someone were to cut you up and remove all of your bones and put them in a bag and put that bag on a scale, that is... The weight of your bones. And these smart scales can figure it out without cutting you up, without putting your bones in a bag. It's insane. Anyway, they tell you a whole lot of cool stuff and cool information about you that you would never ever guess. But as you read, it's kinda like, oh okay, that explains why I feel like this. That explains why I sleep a hundred thousand hours a day. That explains why I struggle to walk uphill at a slight incline. They are just, yeah, there's a lot of information in there that's quite quite validating about your lived experience, but it's also quite alarming, at least it was in my case, and that is what has changed my entire mindset because this smart little scale doesn't just tell you how much your bones weigh, it also tells you your metabolic age. Now, I don't know about the like scientific approval of this type of concept. I don't know if it's legit. I don't know if it's well-researched. It sounds legit, so I'm just gonna go with that. But basically it measures the state of your body and then gives you what age that corresponds to. Now, technically your metabolic age should be your real age, i.e. I am 23, my metabolic age should be 23, and if it's not going to be 23, it should be a little bit higher, maybe like 25. That's an acceptable metabolic age in my case, which kind of puts into perspective why I almost died when I saw my metabolic age. 37. 37 is my metabolic age, which is flippin' old. I mean, my siblings are, like, a a lot older than I am, but none of them are 37. And if I think about 37 just, like, as a general number, that is, like, like, 37 degrees Celsius is, like, it's over for you. Just literally sit in an ice tub the entire day that like that's a high number that's a very very high number but it's specifically very high when you are actually only 23 so you can imagine I got the shock of my life and a part of me was very confused like is this someone else's printout that I got is this a mistake is the computer broken And then I had to just admit that it was me who was broken. It was me who was broken and I need to fix myself. And I am shook because basically the way that I have been living has added like an extra 14 years onto my life. Which is insane. I'm basically running towards, which incidentally would be one of the few times I actually ran. Anyway, I am trying to change this. I am trying to change this. I am trying to be aware of what I put into my body. I am trying to be aware of what I do with my body. I am trying to really understand my body and to use it as much as I possibly can in a really sustainable way. Because, damn, I don't want to be 90 and be celebrating my 104th birthday because that's my metabolic age. No, dude, no. I want to celebrate my birthday at the same time as it would be appropriate to celebrate my metabolic age birthday. So that is my new goal. Now I know that going through issues with your weight and your body image is very personal and a very difficult journey to navigate. And I don't mean for any of this to be prescriptive. That is literally the opposite of my intention. It's just that it's something that we don't speak about enough and to be honest, it's something that I feel like I need to speak about because I work fairly well when I know that I'm going to be held accountable. So I'm being open, I'm being honest, and I'm saying that these are my goals. I want to be healthier. I want to be fitter. I hopefully want to live a long, happy, physically fit life. And, you know, there's only so many things you can control in your life and being physically fit is one of them. And I'm hoping that I'm able to get that control, and to actually dictate on my own terms how fit I want to be, instead of, you know, the waffle with two scoops of ice cream telling me that I should just lay on the couch all day. I want to be able to shout at the waffle. That is the gist of everything that I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, I know this is an incredibly personal journey, and I... Hope that, you know, if anyone listening to this has very particular issues and struggles with body image and eating disorders, that, you know, you get the professional help that you need. And also that you know that you're not in this alone. There are many resources and lots of communities out there that will guide you and will help you and will support you through any sort of recovery journey. And that people will talk shit about you because people are full of shit. And it's not a nice thing to say, but it's not a reflection on you. It is pretty much the way people have convinced themselves that society should be, for now at least, and it shouldn't deter you from the work that you are putting in and the effort that you are putting in and the importance of your own health. I mean, there have been many times in my life where I've been very embarrassed to change in front of friends or to ask someone if I could borrow their clothing or to give someone my clothing even because I was very explicitly aware of the size differences and it's really difficult to cope with that. So I can't even imagine how difficult it must be to cope with when that's pretty much all you tell yourself every single day. I mean, I could still turn it off at some some stages. But I know that for a lot of people, you can't turn it off. And you can maybe sometimes convince yourself that, okay, it's just me talking to myself and I'm just, you know, stressing myself out for no reason. But then to have people who are not you, basically, feel free to comment on your weight or your size or your shape or your outfit, that just adds like a whole other level of difficulty to it. So basically, don't be that guy. Don't feel entitled to comment on anyone's body because you literally are not entitled to do that. And I don't know about the legality of this, but if someone does comment on your body, I feel like you should be allowed to punch them. But maybe consult a lawyer first. But also just generally try try your best to surround yourself with people who are gonna love you wholeheartedly and who are not gonna make you aware of your struggles with your weight and who are not gonna make it seem like if you don't lose weight you are worthless. Because in most cases, if there's more of you, there's just more to love. But it's really, really important to have people who actually care about your well-being and about, you know, the state of your body, not, oh, okay, you look weird in that t-shirt. As much as we have to be aware of what we put into our bodies, we also have to be aware of what type of bodies our body will associate with. And obviously I don't mean that in terms of people's actual body shapes, but I mean that in terms of if we can identify that sometimes things are unhealthy for us to eat, then we should be able to identify that sometimes people, specific people, are unhealthy for us to be around. And I guess we owe it to ourselves either way to make the healthier, sometimes worse tasting choice. I also just felt like it was important to speak about this issue now because I'm not at the end of my journey yet. I haven't gone on this incredible life-saving experience and come back and been able to say, this is what I've done, everyone can do it. Because I've heard enough stories like that and I feel like that's aspirational, but it's not motivational. And I have struggled with motivation, clearly. There's a lot of people that I admire. There's a lot of people who, you know, I wish I could be like or I wish I could emulate in some way but I've struggled a lot to get to that point where I'm actually putting in the work to do that. So I feel like it's important for a a normal human being to be able to say, this is the journey I'm going through. This is the path that I've decided to take. And, you know, let's see where it goes. So this is full transparency. This is full starting from the beginning and seeing where this goes. And I don't have all the answers. And I feel like There will definitely be days where it will be harder than usual, but there will probably be days where it will be easier than normal to jog for five seconds and not feel like I want to throw up. So I guess there's some good with the bad. And as much as I talk about the world being a crap place and as much as I genuinely believe that, I somehow just see myself living a long life. And if I'm going to live a long life, I might as well live a long, healthy life. And if I'm going to live a long, healthy life, then I hope that you will still be there listening to me ramble about random things on my podcast. (laughs) So here's to us and here's to hope.